0: But my favorite reading books, old school, and my favorite interviews are with book authors. Book Club with Michael Smirconish is now in session. John Kasich is the former governor of the great state of Ohio, and he is a resident of Westerville, Ohio, where I just spent the last three days. Governor, welcome back. Hi, July. I got a couple of questions for you. How often do you eat Donato's pizza?
1: Well, I eat it from time to time. I can't, you know, Michael, I have to maintain a nice figure. I can't <laughs> eat it pizza all the time.
0: But I thought it was a hell of a pizza. When I got to Westerville, everybody said to me, eat Donato's pizza. So I did. I thought it was pretty good.
1: Wow. Wow. Yeah, it is good pizza. Of course we get it. My, yeah, my kids get it more than I get it, but I, of course, I know it well. I know the people that started it, founded it, the whole thing. You, How did you like Otterbein? Did you like the university? Did you like our LED lighting on the big tower?
0: I, I loved everything about it, and I hope that this was not taken as a pejorative, but I said that that gorgeous little town, it reminded me of Faber College in Animal House. I mean, it was so bucolic, they could have had the parade in the final Animal House scene right, <laughs> da- right down State Street, although I don't think they would have wanted to.
1: Well, I've been hanging around that town for a very long time. And uh, you know, I had a lot of opportunities to go other places, and I won't leave. And uh, it's just fantastic. It's uh, you know, it's my home, and uh, I'm glad you liked it. And I think they did a great job. I, of course, was not there. I mean, I'm you know, what what can you say about me? I we had the convention in Cleveland. I don't. I know. remember.
0: I remember. I mean, I
1: we got the debate in my hometown. I'm not there. I mean, it's like I can't I can't figure out where to be. Right.
0: Listen. <laughs> Here is the deal, because I have good news for you. You have a new book out. The book is called It's Up to Us, Ten Little Ways We Can Bring About Change. And I have been watching you for the last week, and this is what I see. You get welcomed on the air. The introduction mentions the book. Then you're asked about current events. Somebody tries to squeeze in a question about your intentions in 2020. You, of course, give nothing. And then you get a throwaway question about the new book. This is going to be different. I have five questions, and they are all about the book. You ready?
1: Wonderful. I'm ready.
0: One, why do you think we need to de emphasize the importance of presidential elections?
1: Michael, I don't think we should. I don't think we should de-emphasize them from the standpoint of ignoring them. I just think we can't sit around and wring our hands and just wait for that to solve all of our problems. I think we need to pick up the baton, and we need to carry the baton, we need to live a life bigger than ourselves, and we need to bring about change in communities like that sweet little community called Westerville.
0: There was a great line in the book talking about who's more important in your life, and I, I guess someone uh, gave you this line, or maybe you read it in the obit from the fellow from my right. hometown in in Philadelphia, the Daily News obituary writer. But I love that that whole logic. Will you say a word about that?
1: Yeah, sure. I mean, what it says is if you're if the Secretary of State and your trash man both go on vacation, who are you going to miss more? And when I say that, everybody just laughs but it's true. And my point is is that we can't wait around for somebody else to come in uh fix our problems, and we get so focused, so caught up in this message. Maybe we don't all, Michael. Maybe, maybe you and I do because we kind of live in this bubble, right? But for most people, what really affects them on a day-to-day are their jobs, uh, their neighbors, their family, uh, their community, their schools. And so we need to figure out what we can do to try to make those institutions stronger and better. Well, at the same time, we keep our eye on the national politics.
0: Question number two, based on It's Up to Us, Governor Kasich's new book. What is the rush to silence?
1: The rush to silence is really. I'm not sure what you mean by that, Michael. I don't know what. Well, you talk about the need
0: to slow our lives down. Oh,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. We have to slow down because, you know, I, I was with some. Uh, students uh, just the other day talking about the pressures that they have. We got to be plugged in. We got to know what's going on. We got to got to do this. Got to do that. And when you go so fast, when you go so fast, you begin to miss out on the most important things that are going on around you. Particularly the little voice that can occur. We can hear when we slow down to figure out what we're supposed to be doing with our lives. After all, life is short. We have uh, you know we are all made special, and Michael, nobody's ever been like you before, and no one will be like you again so you have a you have qualities that are unique to you that you're expected to use and and the fact of the matter is is that you know you've got to find out what exactly your purpose is so when we slow down, good things happen uh, you know we're actually we're actually psychologically more settled you know as I've doing this book tour uh You know, the other day, I walked five miles from station to station, so I would have time to just slow down, to think. Bobby Rahal, the great race car driver, told me that when he had his car aligned the right way, even though he thought he was going slow, those were his fastest laps. And when he tried to go fast, those were his slowest laps. And he said, life is like that, isn't it, John? When my life is aligned, it's when it's the smoothest.
0: I like when you talked about, a glass of water. You pour it out of the tap. Maybe it's a little cloudy. Maybe you got bubbles in it. It takes a moment to settle, and that's what we need to do in our lives, you said.
1: That's exactly right. So as we slow down and think about things and and just spend a few minutes, Michael, you're a very busy man, but you know that when you can steal those moments, right, when you can kind of tune the world out and tune yourself in the inner innermost parts of you in, those are the most relaxing. Those are the most inspiring. And those are the times when we, when we really become stronger as people.
0: This is the Book Club with Michael Smirkanish podcast from SiriusXM.
2: Spring? Is that you?
0: As a professional welder, Shayna
2: Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more
0: at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Listen to Michael live, weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124, and on the SXM app. My favorite chapter in It's Up to Us, Governor Kasich's new book, was one in which he discusses getting out of your silo. How do you get out of your silo?
1: Uh, I just make an effort to read things, some of things that I'm really not particularly... I just read an article the other day, are we going to use robots to judge gymnastics? Now, I mean, who reads stuff like that, right? But I read it. I forced myself to read it. I found it to be very interesting. You know, can a robot judge a gymnast... Uh, in terms of the angles of the the moves of a gymnast, but how do you take into account the beauty that is not something that can be measured, you know, by arithmetic and assess that in terms of who wins? And that's why robots in gymnastics have only can only go so far. It's it's pretty interesting to uh, t- to think about about things like that. The other thing I do is I try to listen to very different points of view. And I try to listen, for example, to people who just think Trump walks on water. I want to, where are you coming from? What are you saying? What are you thinking? In other words, getting out of my circle and being in a position to absorb information that would not come to me naturally or opinions that I don't happen to agree with makes me a more interesting person and a a better and well-rounded person and an educated person.
0: Question four for John Kasich, based on his new book, "It's Up to Us." By the way, how are you liking this so far? Love it. Because I haven't, I haven't Love tried, to, I haven't tried to slip in any twenty twenty questions. Nor do See, I intend. We need
1: to get to that eternal destiny. You're oh. going to hope you're going to bring that one.
0: Okay, up. so uh, it's funny you say that. Question four. You advocate living a life of faith. And I read that chapter and I wondered, must it be grounded in religion? Can I be a person of faith as you intend it? Think about the big picture without necessarily doing it according to scripture?
1: Of course you can. You can do whatever you want. And, you know, we, we always talk in the, the Bible study that I attend to about the fact that people respond to the light that they feel. Uh, and if, if you're a humanist, that's just fine, but all I try to tell people is, in fact, I tell young students this, uh, I find that believing in a creator, and this is not something I stumbled into or some rabbit's foot or something like that. This, this was an exercise that I've been engaged in in over 30 years. And I find belief in a higher power to be comforting I don't find it to be, when I look at faith, when I look at religion myself, it is not about judgment. It's more about about togetherness. It's about unity. It's about caring about people who have little. It's about wonderful things that bring us together. Is there judgment? For sure. But at the same moment there's judgment, there's also grace. That's the beauty of the religion and the faith that I follow. Can somebody be a humanist and get up every day and and think about how to make the world a better place, of course they can. And I respect that. But I find that for a whole society, the sense that there is a faith in a creator, a higher power, I think is is really necessary to uh, kind of knit a, a, a nation together or a culture together.
0: Final question for John Kasich based on the new book. So this is kind of funny because I just read the book, Then I'm in Your Hometown, and I'm going to my radio studio two days ago, and the guy drives me, Uber driver, drives me past a driving range in Westerville. And you've got uh. you've got a story in the book where you were kind of an ass pain. Guy comes up to you, and you say to him, can we just do the chit-chat later? And I'm thinking, I wonder if that's where it happened.
1: It actually was not right there, but it was close to there. It was at another place, at a place where my wife and kids, where my kids, you know, took, took swim lessons and things like that. But but that story... Uh, tell, this, tell the, the story. Book.
0: Tell the story. I want people to know. Well, I,
1: I showed up in a fall, brisk, windy day to try to hit a few golf balls before I went to the gym. And uh, I was there, and I saw this guy. He had a really good swing, and I was looking at him, and... And I said, I said, hey, could you come down here and help me? And he's like, oh, you know, I've met you before. And blah, blah. I said, hey, wait, listen, could we just cut that? Just come down and help me with my swing. So he comes down, he helps me with my swing. And I look at him and I say, okay, now what's the story? And he then tells me about <laughs> oh, his, his aunt. Well, you know, that's me, Michael, right? right? I mean, right. I, I, I can <laughs> I be a jerk. And I say it in the book, <laughs> I can be a jerk. Right? And he, and he tells me a story about his aunt. And his aunt and his nephew, his and his aunt's son, was taken out of Franciscan University over in Steubenville, and uh, kidnapped with his roommate. They took him into Pennsylvania and summarily executed him. This man who was talking to me went over there with his brother to try to bribe the sheriff so he could get in the room with these two guys that pulled off this heinous murder. Because he wanted to get in there and do whatever he wanted to do to them. She saw this, and she thought, "Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And I't I can't let hate be the factor that comes out of this. I've got to heal it." And she is now, in Columbus, Ohio, created an operation <clears throat> where they can save the lives of people who are headed into the gang culture. And people have come, they've helped her, they've given her money, and it's exploding. And it's wonderful. I then leave that driving range, and I go into the gym, and there's a guy in there who I've seen before, but I've really never spoken to much, and he has a shirt on called Miracle Field. And I say, what, what is that Miracle Field? He says, oh, well, that's where people show up, and, and kids go, and they help kids who are disabled to play baseball. And you should come to it, because if you come there, you better bring a lot of tissue, because you're going to cry. And which I know would have happened and would happen. These two things happened back-to-back, Michael, and I didn't think I wanted to write another book because it's so hard to write one and get a bestseller, and I thought, you know, I don't need a bestseller, but I need to write a book, and something is telling me to do this. And And from that experience came this
0: book. Yeah, and you said, look, if I change one, regardless of whether the book is a bestseller, if one person is impacted... This will have been worthwhile.
1: And, and, and people have been impacted. And, you know, I had two guys, one very sophisticated man, say to me, the book is provocative. I said, provocative? What do you, what? He said, yes, John, it's forced me to examine my own life. It's forced me to look in the mirror and think about who I am and what I'm doing and what I'm doing with my life and how I want to be remembered and what's my legacy and am I living a life bigger than myself? And when he told me that, I thought, that's it. I'm so glad I wrote the book.
0: Hey, you're done. No 2020 question, no Trump question, no current event issue. This that's was it.
1: the best interview. Yeah, this well, that's eight, what, A1
0: interview. Let, let me tell you something, and then I'll let you go, Gov. The deal is, I have written a couple of books of my own, and I know that drill when you get brought on a show and you want to talk about your book, and all they want to do is try and get you to say something, you'll, I'll use your word, provocative about the president. That's not what the book is about. The book is about life and how we lead it. So on the merits, I wanted to talk about the book, all right?
1: Did you like it?
0: Oh, yeah. I loved the book, and and I feel like I get you now that I've that I've been in your shoes for a couple of days walking around that town, because it reminds me of the town in which I was raised in the suburbs of Philadelphia. Ohio and Pennsylvania are very, very similar, very similar and, and a, 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 a same kind of a tone and vibe. So I understand you, and I'm thrilled. Michael,
1: you're 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 the best all what right can man I, tell you?
0: I will see you soon
1: all right god bless
0: you see, you, see you man there you are thanks it's up to us is governor Kasich's uh, brand new book 10 little ways we can bring about big change I, tc i know that feeling you know i'm sitting there and i've written clowns to the left of me jokers to the right or i've i've written uh talk or i've written instinct i just flashed up on the screen and then ask you something else totally off message the, the man has written a good book
2: Book Club with Michael Smirconish. New episodes drop Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Listen to the Michael Smirconish program. Weekdays on SiriusXM's POTUS Channel 124 and anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. What can't you do? Is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is where are you taking them? Experience how AllBirds redefines comfort. Visit allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A L L B I R D S.com, code SUPER24. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing.